I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Welcome to RRPC and our Wednesday evening time of devotion and Bible study. We're approaching Lent, the third Sunday of Lent, and we continue our journey to the cross and to Easter hope. Tonight, we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. Paul writing to a divided church in Corinth. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Here is Frederick Beekner's take on this passage. It's an excerpt from his book, Secrets in the Dark. The message that a convicted felon was the bearer of God's forgiving and transforming love was hard enough for anyone to swallow, and for some especially so. For sophisticates, the Greeks, as Paul put it, it could only seem absurd. What uglier, more supremely inappropriate symbol of, say, Plato's beautiful and good, could there be than a crucified Jew For the devout Jew, what more scandalous image of the Davidic king Messiah, before whose majesty all the nations were at last to come to heal? Paul understood both reactions well. The folly of what we preach, he called it. And he knew it was folly, not just to the intellectually and religiously inclined, but to the garden variety Corinthians, who had no particular pretensions in either direction, but simply wanted some reasonably plausible God who would stand by them when the going got rough. Paul's God didn't look like much of what they were after, and Paul was the first to admit it. Who stood by Jesus when the going got rough after all? He goes so far as to speak of the foolishness of God. What other way could you describe a deity who chose as his followers, not the movers and shakers, 
who could build him a temple to make Aphrodite's look like two cents. But he chose the weak, the despised, the ones who were foolish, even as their God, and was poor as church mice. The ugly sight of a human being hanging on a cross confronts our normal sense of decency. At least, it should. Of course, we get used to it, don't we? We dress it up, we coat it in gold, and make it nice. We even turn it into jewelry. But Paul said it was foolish, and it does seem that way. But he also said, this is the power of God, the cross. But is the business of evangelism for us as the church is simply a matter of communication. Paul said it. We preach Christ crucified, even if it seems foolish. Proclaiming the gospel that seems too institutional seems like a marketing ploy or group dynamics. That's more in line with the wisdom of the world and serves only to empty the cross of its power. All we need to do as the church is to communicate the simple message of the cross, even when it seems foolish. We can't manipulate a response. We can't make the gospel even make sense. All we can do is present Christ and him crucified. That's our job. And for those who seek and knock, the gospel will be the power and wisdom of God. That is the good news. Thanks for being with us at RRPC for our Wednesday evening time of devotion and Bible study as we continue our Lenten journey together in this third week of Lent. Remember, be safe, be well, and be the church.